I, the person I am now is, is so different than the person I was during my teens and my 20s and probably my 30s, a good part of my 30s. And I think I just discovered who we are. And I like myself a lot more. Not that I was a horrible person, but more selfish, I think, at times. Maybe not as sensitive or uh, had empathy for others as much as I could have. I think I was desensitized by the culture around us, which I think happens to many of us. And by removing myself from a lot of those things, it kind of brought me back to who I am. So I wanted to talk about, and I'm not an expert, use your own discretion, whatever rings true to you, just what I've discovered throughout the course of my life. And also from many channels, many wise beings that are in spirit, uh, they're saying basically the same message. So we really don't know. I think we can't... We can't yearn to be something if we don't know what it is. And I think most of us already know this. Those of you that listen to this probably already know this. But for those that maybe are wondering, well, what am I at my core? And I think this goes back to what do you really believe? What do you think God is? What do you think source is? And again, this is my own definition, not necessarily trying to make anybody agree with me or see it my way, but just to offer this up. So... It's been explained to me that source is this energy, this, this love energy, pure joy energy. And this is where we come from. And in the beginning, if I'm to believe, not necessarily the Bible, but in the beginning, as it's been explained to me by several different things, and just rings true to me, that this being, which always was and always will be, because there is no time, expanded somehow it decided to expand and created little versions of itself. So basically each of us are an extension of this. And we are the same, basically. Some people would say little gods. And these little gods have gone forth to create all kinds of fun little adventures. And one of those adventures was coming to planet Earth and and all the planets in the universe. The universe was created by... Some people say God, but I think all of us, really. We were the ones that wanted to travel into the third dimension. So where we're from, there, I guess the best way to explain it is that there are several levels of consciousness. Some will say seven. And so let's assume there's seven levels. That on the seventh level, we're connected to source automatically. There's no distance. And then when you drop down to another level each time you do, you lose a little bit of that connection just because it's an experience. You want to see what it's like to be away from that connection. So when we created the physical 3D world, we stepped down to the very bottom rung. <laughs> it's, you know, it's like, well, this is going to be fun. And I think there was a time when we were fully aware. But over time, by choice, we allowed that to create separation because we wanted to experience that. And some of you might have a hard time thinking, you mean all the horrible things that happen? Yep, because they're only physical. We return to spirit, to light, and then also our energy. So as beings that are formless, if that's what we are, then how great would it be to experience what it's like to be in form? hmm? So... I see this divine presence, whatever you want to call it, God or source, 
as a being of pure joy. Uh, love that you can't express in words. It's bliss. And it's there anything that you can think of that gives you joy. Happiness as far as laughter, um, feeling really good, ex- you know, all the positive things that go with it. And then as far as anything that's different from that is what separation is. That's That's not our true selves. So... If you want to feel that, you know, if you people say, well, how do I feel closer to source or God? And I say, when you start feeling joy, you're connecting. Uh, that's the way I feel about it. And when you start putting love into the equation towards everybody you see, or just maybe miss something, you have a pet and you love it dearly. Well, I mean, sometimes we confuse love with possession. And that's where the fine line is. Ultimately, we don't own anything. Matter of fact, next week we're speaking of pets. I'm going to have a pet psychic on, and we're going to talk about what really happens to animals. I mean, you can also maybe connect. Some of you, if you wanted to, contact me and send me a picture, and maybe we can connect you with a pet. I can only do so many, but if you're interested in doing that. And then we're going to find out that they're no different than us, that animals, and so when we treat them like a possession, this is my pet. Ultimately, they're here to help us, They're here to serve us, and some of you may not want to hear this, and you don't have to agree, but you don't own them. (laughs) You don't own anybody. And that's where we get lost with love, because we think, well, I own this. And we may not come out and say it with other humans, but we think that that's what love is. Well, if they love me, they're going to love me back. And love is about just extending and knowing that you are loved, because in our deepest levels, our highest consciousness, we all love each other, because we are all this being. So when you say things like, you know, there's a saying that judge not um, lest you be judged. Really, to me, what that means is that when you judge someone else, and I do this, I'm not perfect, um, you're really judging yourself because we all are extensions of the creator. So you're judging the creator and yourself. That's why the creator doesn't judge us. I don't believe that for a second. He or she would be judging themselves. So they're not going to judge us. As far as I'm concerned, well, then how are we going to learn from our life? Well, that's why they have karma. (laughs) That's why the universal laws were created to keep us in balance. There doesn't have to be a being that's going to punish us, nor would this being, in my opinion, ever do that. This being is all about love. And more people I talk to believe in a universal understanding of this being. And that's, that's what I believe. And I could be totally wrong, but that's, That's just what I'm throwing out there. If that's something that appeals to you, I'm glad I heard it in the past and others said it because it got me thinking and made me realize, wow, if that's really true, that really is amazing. So at your core, I think all of us are these beings of um, pure joy, love, anything that embraces this unconditional love, not controlling others, balanced, strong individuals, but not but also very gentle, and I think also very humble. The people that, we all have egos, and they crop up from time to time, and the ones that try to build themselves up more, usually it's from a lack of security in who they are. And that's not a judgment, and that's not a bad thing. Um, It's just what we go through in the third dimension, and the separation. So if you want to find your way back to who you are, I think... This is only my opinion. Be humble. You know, when you start filling your heart with love, all those things will just naturally happen. 
you will be more humble. You will be kinder. You will have more empathy. You will have more compassion. Um, it just is a really easy thing when you're in that state of mind. I, I do it a lot of times. And I know when I'm there. I guess I've been fortunate because I felt the wave of love come three different times in my life. And this love was just bliss and pure joy. And so I realized that from my perspective, that's what we are. The love I felt, this wave of love from both my parents, is pure joy. And to me, it was from source, from God. And that's what exists in the universe. And that's what the And we only think, you know, in the level of being here. But we realize, we don't realize, maybe there are several levels away from here where that is more present. And this is by design. So many of you are on a course right now and you wonder if it's the right course for you. You're, you may be waking up and you're wondering, should I be doing this? It's a little more complicated. When we, I believe, and there's been a lot of research to back this up. You can read different books on it. One of the books I talk about is Life Between Life, How We Plan Our Life Beforehand. We have an outline of what we're going to do when we come here. Often it's meant to pay off karmic debts or learn how to be more compassionate or whatever the reason is. It's always trying to push us to become more uh, unconditional loving beings. But that path has changed in the last 50 to 60 years or longer to move us towards the Great Awakening. So many are coming now to assist in the Great Awakening and they're not sure what they should be doing. And all I can say to you in my own journey is that when something doesn't feel right, there's a reason for that. If it just doesn't feel right. And when I was younger, I knew I was supposed to do something. In my 20s and 30s, I had no idea what it was. But everything kept pushing me back towards radio. Now, am I supposed to be in radio? I think part of what my journey is is to seek and interview and talk to others and bring people together and bring ideas together and share those ideas. Um, and be open to all possibilities along the way. And I almost got out of radio after I lost my first job in it. I was working part-time, and I was married at the time, and my wife was saying, you got to get out of radio. You're not going to make any money. So it was all about the money. And it's like, and of course I had a, a son too, so I had to, I really did have to step it up and not just work a part-time job in hopes of finding another job. I had sent out 30 tapes. Now, back then, you would take these cassettes or reel-to-reels. I know some of those terms probably no longer exist. And you would send them out to other radio stations, and it was a sample, like a three- to five-minute sample of what you did on the air. And that's how you got hired. You sent a resume and that. And if people like how you sounded, you would get hired. And I was just about ready to quit radio altogether. I'd sent out 30 tapes, and I got no response. And so I was ready to quit and at least take my old gas station job back. And I probably would have wound up working at a mill where a lot of my wife's family members went, which is not a bad thing, but I, I am so grateful I didn't go that route. So just as I'm giving up, out of nowhere, I get a call, and it's from a man down in Mississippi, and he's telling me that they're going to hire me. And they like my tape and blah, blah, blah. And I had never really been outside of a small market area. And, you know, when you, when you haven't stepped to a different level, you don't know what it's like. And you can only imagine it. And that's why it's hard to step and have success if you can't really 
visualize it and believe it. A lot of us get caught in certain rungs in life and we don't think, we don't know how to create that next step. But I think it was, because I had given up, and that's powerful. When you give up on something, that's when things happen. That's when things, the magic seems to happen. And also, I think it was part of my outline. I decided to, in this life, do certain things. And the universe at that point will step in. And I got a call, and I took the job, and I moved to Mississippi, and it kind of got me back on my way. And I learned a lot of things down there. I also learned about my past lives. <laughs> That's another story. Because I, uh, I was in the Civil War, and wouldn't you know, I lived in Vicksburg where they had a huge battle, and then, I don't know, it's a long story. But everything plays a purpose. No matter where you're at right now, it all can lead to where you need to go. Everything comes in your life for a reason. Now, one of the reasons is the outline. Okay, like I said, we, we kind of plan how we want to do things. But then also we're allowed to change that. So we can change that with our thoughts. Even when at, at night we meet with others, we leave our body from what I understand, and we'll meet with others and we'll plan what we want to do. So we're constantly creating. That's We're little creators and we love doing that. And then what we do also with our emotions is what draws things in. So if you're really filled with joy, you can bring really good things in. And if you're really filled with negativity, the law of attraction can bring you some things that are that you're thinking about. So we have to really take fully responsibility for anything that comes our way, because ultimately we are the ones creating it. I, or I believe, you know, I really believe that. And that's how life works. From what I've seen, it's happened to me many times just thinking about something and the next thing you know it happened fortunately the, the negative things which we all worry about that takes a, those are a lot harder to make come forward but if you keep dwelling on it keep dwelling on it keep dwelling on it you might bring it forward and then especially when you relax and stop thinking about it the universe kind of says i'm going to give it to you i'm going to give it to you i'm going to give it to you. but you're really too intense and then when you let it go boom so at our core, again, getting back to that, we're pure joy, we're pure love. So whatever makes you feel that way, whatever brings you that, that's you. Just think of a little child. If you look at little children, they're kind of shy. I've noticed a lot of them at first when they meet you. That's the humble part of us. Um, they can be very gentle, although maybe not. They have to learn that sometimes with animals. Um, but also they love to play. And their laughter is just so, um, it's healing, you know, when you hear a little child laugh. And that's what we are in many ways. So if you have to look for an example, find a joyful little child. If you can remember back like I can, I remember those things. I remember being filled with love with everybody I met until I was kind of told, well, maybe don't be so <laughs> quite so open. Um, but everybody I looked at, I had no judgment. Somewhere along the way, I learned judgment. And then it's like, oh, I better be careful. Oh, I don't know what this person. And unfortunately, that's what we do. And in a, in a way, it's, you know, self-preservation. I mean, you can't just walk into anywhere, I guess, and say, I love you. I know you're a good being. There are parts of the world. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of dark energy still. So we have to be cautious, but also balanced, I would say, would be the answer. So when we know what we are, then we can start trying to just allow it to come forward. You know, I see all these different websites, 
all these different psychic mediums and different people that give you these ways to go about connecting with that. And, and that's good if it helps you. But to me, it's just get back to that state of joy, whatever it takes. For me, being out in nature, that's what brings me the most joy. If I just put my feet on the ground, my bare feet, I connect with Earth, Gaia, and I feel so happy. And then the birds are around me, and I'm happy to see them. Sometimes we'll see, you know, little critters or bigger critters around. The other day I saw a doe and a fawn walk right through my yard. And I know it was probably a sign, you know, gentle strength. And But uh, it's those moments that fill my heart, you know. And some of you are not connected to that. And I would say the reason that you're not, and no offense to anybody that lives in a city, but... You know, there's consciousness in everything. I was just talking about this with somebody. Even a rock has consciousness, but the vibration is lower and lower. It's slowed down to the point where it's not moving a lot. So when you get out in nature, you have everything that's alive, the trees, the grass, all these things, and you have a better chance of connecting with source or with your higher self. I believe, and others will probably echo this when you're out in nature, but some people can be just fine wherever they're at. There's a story about the Dalai Lama. I read this years ago. I think it was the Dalai Lama. He had a stay in Cleveland. He was, I don't know if he was giving a speech or whatever, and he woke up in the middle of the night while in the city of Cleveland because he felt all the energies around him and he couldn't sleep and it was driving him nuts and he had to leave the city. And that's the way I feel sometimes. I can sense and pick up these energies, even in the small town where I work. Uh, I can pick up some things. Or if I go to a bigger town, you can just feel it, can't you? I know I can, and that's why I love being as much as possible if I can be in nature, even just living where I live. I don't have to go in the deep woods. Just moving out to the country like we did years ago made a huge difference. I used to love to go camping when I lived in town because I wanted to get out in nature. Now it's not as big a deal. And when I say camping, I really like to be rustic and sleep in a tent and with an air mattress, because I'm not going to put my back on the ground. <laughs> but there's just that connection to earth, you know. I miss that, you know. And now I have it every day. So the desire to go camp, unless it's somewhere on the water maybe, you know, because I don't live close to water, because there's a magic, a magic in the water. Renata was talking about that, how our souls, because we're mostly water, we reconnect with the earth, uh, and also within our being. So when you take a shower, some people told me they have their best insight when they take a shower. But yeah, because that energy, or if you're near a rushing river, there's just an amazing amount of energy there. Uh, or just a small, small crick, as long as the water is moving. That's powerful. So those are the kind of areas. Uh, I remember years ago, my wife and I were feeling kind of blah, and that's not the case. We're normally pretty upbeat, happy, joyful beings. But I can't remember what was going on. And we were supposed to go visit our friends, Francis and Sherry, and they live in a small area. But they're in an isolated area right on a creek. And we're feeling kind of lethargic. And I'm sure it was from, like, the energies we took home from work because her and I get along extremely well, and there's not, you know, any issues. So the moment we showed up at Francis and Sherry's, our spirits were completely lifted. And I am convinced it's because they have this very wooded area and there's a creek. Now they live up way on a hill and you have to walk down this steep hill to another level 
And then yet down below that is this creek, this, well, it's a river, but it's a real shallow one. And you can just hear the river going through the rocks. And the energy was just amazing. We both felt transformed. And it's like we said, wow, what was that? And I know now, maybe at the time I didn't, but now I know that it was coming from the land. That's how powerful it is. As a kid, we had a hunting camp in the middle of, way in the middle of the woods, five miles off any road in the heart of nothing around us, nothing but woods and old, you know, trails and two rough roads. And I loved going up there. I didn't like hunting because it was cold and I didn't want to kill anything. But you had to be a man, you know, in order to be a man, you're supposed to do the certain things. And eventually I stopped trying to be that. But the part I loved the most, the energy I felt was being in those thicker woods um, away from everything. And it just helped. I think this is why people up here like to go in the woods. They may not admit it. Oh, I like to hunt or what. But I think it's to reconnect with who they are. People are just driven to go to those places or we're driven to go to mountains. How many people are going camping this year and taking vacations where they travel? And the first thing a lot of people want to do is go to the mountains. There's something majestical about the mountains. Yes, because it's, you know, you're connecting to life force. You're connecting to source and beautiful lakes and the oceans and all these places. So that's all I have for this week. Uh, Again, it was just about to try to, which many of us already know who we are, but maybe some of us are scratching our head, and I did that at one time. And if you feel like you're not sure what your purpose is, well, if you're open-minded and you listen to other things, then there is a purpose. And I would guess there's a really good chance that you signed up to be a light worker in some way. That doesn't mean you may be a psychic medium. We all are psychic. You may not go that route. You may not be a healer. You may not be any of those things, but you're adding to it and just with your presence. And if you can hold love in that presence, then it's even stronger. And I'm of the belief that if enough of us, once enough of us wake up, then there's almost going to be like a, a rapid shift in thinking and the rest of the world will go, Whoa, most of it, maybe not all of it. But uh, because it's always a choice, but most of the world will have this and they'll go, wait a second. I used to think this way, but now all of a sudden, because that happened to me, all of a sudden I went from believing in religion, which there's nothing. I'm not against it. uh, I'm not here to run it down in any way. I think there's a lot of good things. But I woke up one day, funny about it, and I had this transformation where I wanted to learn more and metaphysical started to interest me. And then I started exploring. I got past the fear. And then it's like, this is really, I think, amazing stuff. And I want to learn more and more. And then things started happening to support that, it seems. So experiences, paranormal experiences, if you want to call them that, metaphysical. So I always say, I send you joy and I send you love. And to me, joy is what we really are at our source And love, when I say love, I mean universal, unconditional love. This is a love without conditions for anything. We think, you know, in order to love someone else, they have to love us back. We put conditions on all these things, and in reality, that's only here that that exists, in my opinion. So love and joy. 